Hello everyone, I hope you're having a great day, but if not, you're about to. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. If you've ever wondered what it was like to work on a cruise ship, well, this is what we're about. Old and new crew members telling their stories in their own words of what it was like to work on a cruise ship. So come on over to the pool bar, order up a hurricane or a rum punch, sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Story. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We're excited to have Dave Curtis today. He could probably play any melody that you can think of. Before we get to Dave, let's check in with Brad and Eric and see what's happening in your neck of the woods. Uh, Brad, what's happening? Nothing. All right, Eric. What- <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing, n- nothing at all? Nothing. I find that hard to believe. Absolutely not. It's like, I got a ton of stuff. Well, I don't want to talk about everything. But Go for it. We Go had our first it. snow. We had our first snow of the season. It snowed most of the day oh. yesterday. Oh, wow. Uh, but it, but it, was, it was, you know, the ground was still too warm, so none of it stuck. It just melted right off. But I'm not kidding. Every time I went outside, it was snowing. It was just, it was pretty much the whole day. And now it's freezing cold. Finally turned the heat on in my office because it was a meat locker in here when I came in. It was, you know, it was probably... 40 degrees in this room. I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I think Brad probably gets a little bit more snow than snow than, than we do, but you know, anymore we have like a day of winter and that's it. Yeah. We don't, we don't really get a lot of snow. That's the first snow day we've had, you know, in, in quite some time. Uh, we don't, we don't get a lot of snow. And again, when it's because it's so, it doesn't get that cold. Like, like I said, nothing, no, nothing stuck. So it was, you know, it was just a pain that when you were walking around, you were getting hit in the face with snow. Uh, I was talking to my cousin and she made a post on Facebook that I feel so stupid when we leave the Zoom meetings, everybody's like, bye. And I was like, well, are you supposed to wave bye or something like that? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think that's how we say bye every time we leave. But (laughs) do you say bye in your meetings or do you guys, I mean, do you guys wave bye? I do. It's just, I mean, I don't know. I always wave. Is that stupid? I mean, she, her, her whole post and everybody, there's like 30 people who com- commented on it was like, yeah, that's so weird. Why would anybody do that? And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? Is that the whole purpose of that <laughs> you're in front of somebody and can see them that you can wave like yeah. goodbye? Cause you're yeah. not right next to them. Right. You, you don't wave at people if you're standing next to them, but, yeah. <laughs> but you're not standing next to them, right? You're further away. So I don't see anything wrong with waving wave away. Right. Hey, let's move on to Dave Curtis. Dave, welcome to the show. Uh, Dave, everybody has been, you know, I, I met you on the majesty when you're uh, the, the, is it fair to say the lounge singer or is that, um, Lounge lizard, lounge lizard, lounge <laughs> singer, scooter um, bar, scooter bar, scooter bar entertainer. Yeah, what they called us back in the day. And yeah, I guess I'm kind of stuck. Tell us what you've been up to for the last 28 and a half years or so. Uh, how much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit. Okay. All right, uh, I'll just I'll breeze through it as fast as I can. Well, you know, uh, I started out in. Uh, with Royal Caribbean in 1987 on the Song of America. And the Song of America was called the America's Cup Piano Bar. There were only four ships back then. And the Song of America was their flagship, and she was the only one with a piano bar. But it was a very small room, and the ship went from side to side. It wasn't these big, huge schooner bars that we've come to know now. At that time, it was just a piano, grand piano. There were some seats around it. The room probably held maybe 30, 30 to 40 people at the most. And I came on and was playing the piano bar and I brought on a bass synthesizer and a keyboard and a drum machine. And I was doing the one man band kind of thing in there. And it got, you know, people were doing conga lines through the piano bar and Royal Caribbean, hmm, you know, 
piano bar. They thought it was just a, a, a room for intermissionists for people to play a little bit before dinner, a, little after dinner a cocktail background. And I said, no, 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 that's not, that's not what we do here. So it became a big noise. And then a year later, the Sovereign of the Seas came out. When the Sovereign of the Seas came out, then they said, well, we got something here. So they built a huge schooner bar. And the schooner bar was located right outside the showroom. So when the showroom broke, the traffic went right through. And that pretty much launched things. Tell us what you, uh, what you did before the ships, like how you came on to ships. Well, that kind of started as I've always been playing piano my whole life. Uh, I took lessons when I was a kid for a few years and I quit because I played by ear. And I didn't want to read. So I, I always played whatever I wanted to play and usually had the teacher sit down and play the piece. And then I'd sit down and play with because I, I was too lazy to read. I got out of college. I moved back to Miami. And I made, this is a great story, actually. I made a, made a call to Norwegian Caribbean Lines, right, NCL. And just out of the blue to see if they had any positions open. I, I happened to get the entertainer director right on the phone. And I said, do you have any positions open for, you know, oh, no, we're all booked up, you know, what shall put your name in my number in my book, send me your resume. So I hung up the phone and I didn't think anything more of it. I said, there's no way I'm going to get aboard a cruise ship. I don't have an agent. I don't have a phone call on a Tuesday morning. Hi, this is Larry from NCL. Rumor has it a position is going to be open for a piano player. Are you interested? I said, hey, Larry, thanks so much for calling. Absolutely. He said, uh, by the way, did you send me your resume? <laughs> I said, you didn't, you didn't get it? Next morning, Wednesday, he calls me. You ready to leave Saturday? <laughs> sight yep. unseen no interview no he says do you own a tuxedo i said yep <laughs> next day i went out and bought a, bought a tuxedo, bought a tuxedo. <laughs> and, I, and i get on and i get on the on the, the southward on the NCL southward and that was in 81 and i did it for four months and then in 87 i got a call from royal caribbean too my name's david curtis mutter and this is my ship story oh, all right i'll just kind of breeze right through as quickly as i can because there's so you know this is 34 years Wow. of Royal Caribbean to tell. So it's really a long run. So just in the very roots of the beginning, I did six months on the Song of America, and then I had a break. And my break, I went and I backpacked Europe. And while I was there, I was in France, and I went over to the shipyard to this because I knew that the, the Sovereign Disease was being built. I showed up on a Sunday, went up to the security <laughs> gate, and said, um, is there somebody here, a hotel director, ops manager, somebody? And they called him, he got on the phone. I said, hi, I'm David Curtis. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be performing on this ship when she comes out. And I just happened to be in Europe. He's, and so he's, he says, wait there. <laughs> and he comes out to the gate and he says, I told Miami not to send me anybody. I said, no, 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 don't misunderstand me. I didn't, I wasn't sent here. I came just because. He said, all right. So he grabbed me, brought me in, put me in a set of the, the overalls and a hard hat. Oh, yeah. And I walked the ship. Went up to the sun, well, the Viking crown back then, and no windows. And this, oh, wow. so, oh, it's, a shell. it's amazing to be in a shipyard being built. This was right. How months. far before the ship sailed out of the yard? Six months. Six months? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So they were, they were really in the heart of electrical yeah. and the walls yeah. were not, it was, it was a shell. I did about nine inaugurals over the years um, wow. after the wow. Sovereign. Then, of course, we saw you on the Majesty. The Majesty was amazing story um how she we brought her over from the yard uh, that is hilarious that you just decided to go to europe and backpack and you're like hey i think i'll stop in and say hi to the sovereign <laughs> and and then you come on to the sovereign there's a lot of serendipity in my life things are sometimes they're more ironic than ironic <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so you have sailed the seven seas uh, at least the seven I, the, the seven big ones 
But even yeah. then, when the Sun Viking went yeah, through yeah. a little canal called the Kiel Canal. And the Suez, which was really cool to do. Yes, it yeah, was. Yeah. Now, how many, uh, so we've had this conversation on, on the Facebook um, uh, site. Um, how many continents have you been to? I have been everywhere except Antarctica, I believe. Uh, some of my favorite places, of course, are Alaska. Australia is a hoot. Love Italy. Love all of Europe. I find something beautiful everywhere I go. You know, people ask me, what's your favorite? And it's like a favorite song. It, it's, it's very difficult. I find something beautiful everywhere, everywhere I go. And in every song, I play it differently every time I play it anyway, because everything I do is in the sperm of the moment. Now, I have to, uh, I have to compliment you here because uh, I've always been a big fan of Billy Joel uh, ever since I was little. But Every single time I hear uh, Billy Joel's, whether it's live or, or on one of his albums, when he does the song Piano Man, it always makes me think about you because you're the piano man in the, in the lounges and stuff. Just the whole song, the, like the, the story of his whole song, it makes me think of, of Dave Curtis, you know, when you're in the schooner bar and stuff. And even though that we couldn't, as, you know, crew staff and stuff, couldn't stay in that bar, we would make the, the stage staff, as, as I was then, we would make it a point to, when we were running supplies back and forth, we would purposely go through the scooter bar in your sets and stuff just so that we could listen to you. You're, you're like, uh, you know, a Billy Joel. Like, you know, every song, it was fantastic seeing you and the people reacting to you. And you used to, I think you used to play this game, Stump the, uh, Stump the Music Man or something like that. And I don't think anybody's ever stumped you. You played every song that people could bring up. Was that one of the games that you used to play, Stump the Music Man? Or well, I, I kind of call it live scary. Scary okay. Live scary okay. I don't think it, I, basically people throw every kind of song at, at us, as you can imagine. The piano bars are like, say that I know every song in the world, but if I don't know it, then I make it up. My dear friend, Norm Crosby, I used to call him Uncle Normie, who passed recently. Um, yeah used to say in his, in his show in the theater, and you got to go see Dave Curtis. He plays songs that haven't even been written yet. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, you were mentioning that you had, you know, it's hard to pick one song as your favorite song, but is there a song that you just really did not like to play that you got asked all the time? The answer to that is absolutely not. No? My gig is all about, I perform for people. Obviously, I amuse myself, and that's where it starts. As an entertainer, the, the key to, to success as an entertainer is to really enjoy and love what you're doing. Absolutely. It's not, not about... Hey, I, I, make, I make myself laugh continuously. Yeah, you made me laugh continuously. Too. <laughs> so if you laugh yeah. at yourself, that's the key. And if you have a good time up there, that's, right. that, that translates. If they're one to answer your question, uh, no, because if it's something that I just played, somebody will, I'll be in the middle of a song that I'm playing the song, and a minute later somebody will say, could you play Piano Man? I'm in the middle of yeah. the song playing. Some people are nuts. Yeah. So, um, so I just play it, but I played it with a different feel. So right. I'm constantly changing things up. I don't play by the book. I've never right. played by book. Music. What would you say is your most requested song or song that you've played the most? Well, Piano Man is classically right at the top because it's uh, probably one of the, the signature mm. piano bar songs. And of course, it's a classic. Uh, you get all the New York, New York. I do Phantom of the Opera. I do a lot of Broadway tunes as well. The audiences, as you know, on our cruise ships are anywhere from kids. Uh, a lot of, I love the old standards. I love the, the, the early show tunes and broad, 
Broadway, vaudeville even. All, I go back a ways. I'm a little older than, than I feel. This, the gamut is, the answer, the simple answer is no, I never get sick of any because I believe if you get sick of something, it's time to go do something else. I mean, why put yourself through the misery if you're not really loving your life? Seriously, right, life, is, right. life is too short. Well, let me, uh, let me ask you this. Going back to the story or some stories that you have, do you have any stories that you can think of, like maybe some unruly passengers or oh. things that's happened um, that kind of stick out in your mind? Thank you for asking. I, I got to tell you that this is, this is one that happened just not too long ago, and I was sailing on the Liberty of the Seas in Europe. Got a full house, I'm playing, people, people are singing along, it's a great room. Uh, the, the schooner bar actually is, is a little too small. I'd like, I'd like a little bit larger room, but I love the intimacy of the schooner bar. I have done stage shows, one-man stage shows, but I love the intimacy and I love the interaction because my show is all interactive. Um, this couple rolls into the piano bar and occupies the two empty seats at the, at the piano. Play a singer and a couple minutes and they're, and they're staggering in, they're spilling their martinis, they sit down and playing. And then a couple minutes, all of a sudden, I hear a thump. And this woman does a Humpty Dumpty onto the floor. And I stop and I come around to say, and she crawls, crawls back up. She, I'm okay, bartender, get me another martini. I just kind of shake my head and I go back and I'm playing. And she's singing louder and louder, she, over the top of everybody, she's showboating. <laughs> And she wants the attention. And I, use, I put out a couple of microphones out because I, I love people coming up and I'm, I'm, I'm very giving. Come on, let's, let's see what can happen. So I actually make the audience the show. It's really not about me. It's about my audience. Mm -hmm. So I say, would you like to sing? And she stands up and she snatches the microphone and she starts going. I'm playing, I don't know, I believe the children are our future. I was trying to play. She's singing. I she, believe it. <laughs> oh, it was had she not been obliterated, you know, and, and totally obnoxious, she probably could have carried a tune or at least the bucket. So she's there and I realize right away, there's no way she's going to get up there. So, uh, you know, I'm over here, and I'm, I'm, you know, and I, that's too high. So I bring it up. So I'm trying to play the melody to get her to pay attention to me that I brought it down. She's not listening to me. She's going to, so I'm sh I shorten the song because I know this is going to be, this is going to be a train wreck. So it gets to the end. Of all, and it's <laughs> at the end. <laughs> I clap and I get everybody, I nod my head and I clap. And I, and I said, that was without a doubt. And I turn and I look at the people to my left and I just kind of ignore and kind of just put the microphone down. And I start talking and about a minute later, I start another song and, and they come up and I hear, oh, you're in trouble. And I look up and the couple is standing, walk, getting ready to walk out. And she's hanging on his arm and she's in tears. You ruined my song. You made me look bad. <laughs> and I'm biting my tongue because, you know, I just wanted to say, well, you really didn't need, need to do that. But <laughs> I didn't, of course, Gordon. I said, I said, what are you talking about? You sang beautifully. You were wonderful. And I got everybody to clap again. And, oh, yeah. But well, we're writing a letter to Royal Caribbean. I agree. And they stumbled and they went out. And that, and I figured, I looked at the end, it was a formal night. And I said, I looked at everybody and they said, ah, let her go, get out, go. Because she was drunk, you know, which obviously way, way drunk. Yeah. I'm playing you for a few minutes more. Yeah. I'm go playing ahead. a few Go minutes ahead. more. And the schooner bar is set in such a way the piano's near the entrance and there's a, there's a bar between the elevators and a bar, an outside bar about waist high that kind of prevents people from coming. Then there's the entrance. Mm -hmm. 
I'm in the middle of a song and I'm standing up because I stand up and play often. And all of a sudden, it was even from the corner of my eye in a split second, this guy takes a full champagne bucket of ice and water and heaves it over the, the bar. Perfect shot, lands on me, a little bit dribbles on the monitor on the floor. Nothing hits the piano and nothing hits the $10,000 of electronics behind me. Surely I would have been electrocuted. I turn and I look and it was the guy and he, he takes off out there. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm shocked. Well, almost electrocuted, but shocked. And I go, I'm as cold as ice. <laughs> and then I did the theme from Titanic. And I just, I just, I had to roll with it. I was soaking, play it soaking off. wet. And I shook my head and I said, in all these decades that I've been out here, that is never, that's the first time I've had an ice bucket challenge. <laughs> ice wow. bucket challenge. Great story. Wow. I'm, I'm packing it up. I'll, I'll try to make it short. I, 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 I packed it up. I looked at the guys at the bar. I said, call security because these guys are obviously dangerous. I mean, that, that's an assault, really, because yeah. it could have been very, it could have gone really badly. Uh, anyway, so security calls the bar and says, talk. I said, I'm in the middle of the show. I'll come down afterwards. I fill out a report, et cetera, et cetera. The casino manager comes in. And he says, you okay, Dave? I heard what happened. I think the couple is sitting at my bar now drinking. Can you come identify them? And I, I popped in. Okay, yeah, that's them. They changed clothes. And that was it. So, and, and all I heard from the outset of it was they've been banned from the schooner bar. And that was the end of it. Wow. So that's, that's yeah. occupational hazard of what I put up with because. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're performing in a bar and people obviously on a, especially on a ship where people just, you know, have a tendency to, you know, go overboard with their drinking, it's just, it's bound to happen as, as we've had a couple of like DJs on here that have had some unruly, um, passengers uh you know who was that 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 had a somebody took a microphone from the dj that was steve baskinger no that was no that was jeff keychuk the guy hit was it oh hit him in the head and split his head open and he had to go get stitches yeah i've had i've had guests jump on top of me while i'm playing i've had women come and start you know (laughs) but it's but i love it's like a great story but, but well, it, but that's, well, that's not infrequent. That happens well, a lot. That happens, that happens a lot. But I, I allow it. I allow it. It's accessible. There's no stage. There's no protection. It's a, it's a wide open game. And when you have people performing in your face and literally in your face, and I love it when people request a song and they request the same, somebody else requests while I'm playing the song, or somebody will come in and yell or request, yell in my ear while I'm playing and singing. I mean, this, this Now I got to share one story. This is not a performing story, but one that I remember back in the old days. Great. We remember Jim, Jim Murray. I'm only uh, mentioning Jim Murray, cruise, cruise director. Cruise director, cruise director. Yeah. Illustrious cruise director, lovely guy from, from England. And back in those days, we had the guest talent show. Yep. Okay. We don't have that anymore. Now they have the, the quest. This is way before the quest, but this, this is the guest talent show. And they opened it up to a half a dozen guests to come up and sing or play an instrument or to tell yeah. be a comic or whatever. And uh, this, uh, to make a short story long, this girl comes up, she's about 18 years old. She's very attractive. She's wearing a slinky tight dress. And she's going to sing Georgia on my mind. She starts singing Georgia. And she's getting sexy and sexy and moving sexy and sexy. And the more she's moving, the dress is writhing. 
and she's writhing. It's coming up and coming up about 20 seconds into the song. Jim comes racing in, dragging the curtain with him, drapes it around her. He goes <laughs> to the audience, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. As the dress is writhing up, she's not wearing any panties. Oh, oh my. And it was, you know, the stage is here. So. Yeah, yeah. The stage is a lot higher, right? This so you is, can... Uh, this, this is one. You oh, can, my you can, God. You can picture the rest. This was a classic, <laughs> classic Leave it to Beaver story. I mean, it wow. was... Just, uh, <laughs> leave it to Beaver. <laughs> oh, man. I oh, remember the uh, the passenger talent show. There was some really good talent and really horrible talent. Oh and no! I, there might even have been a a girl that kind of like Dave, what you were saying. She she purposely misled to that she was going to do some you know dancing act or or different type of dancing and stuff. And she purposely got up there and started stripping. And some of the crew staff had to come and pull her off the stage and and uh, just you know all kinds of weird wild stuff. I wonder, I'm, I'm wondering if that even preempted the quest, the idea of let, go ahead, let the guests go ahead and That's, and that's Brad's favorite, uh, <laughs> that's Brad's favorite uh, game show, the quest. <laughs> and it's because of stories like I'm, like I'm telling you that, that it happens in the piano bar literally all the time. People let it fly. So they figured, well, let's go ahead and let's capitalize on it. And they did. And it's obviously one of the, one of the signature shows on Brawl Caribbean. Now let's go uh, complete opposite of of getting the ice throwing the ice bucket challenge uh, on you. Um, uh, what's the the nicest thing or romantic thing that did anybody ever propose or get married or? I love hearing about like the fifty and sixty and seventy you know wedding anniversaries. Any any uh, rom com stuff happen? Um, many. The first one first one comes to mind is a young couple, unbeknownst to anybody because they'd been coming in my lounge every night, comes in and he looks at me and says, he holds up a finger, not that finger, he holds up the finger <laughs> and, and, and I pause. I didn't know what he was, he says, can I have a microphone? And I said, sure, and I gave him a microphone. He gets down on his knees and he proposes. These are young kids that were in their 20s and it was just like, and he said, we wanted to do this with you of what's the most appropriate place to do this. And then I was invited to the wedding in London. Oh wow! wow. Uh, that was wow. that was really beautiful, and I've played several hundred-year-old birthday parties. Wow, that's cool. Was the uh, was the couple like we would love for you to come to our wedding and play? <laughs> you can play our play. Well, our yeah, 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 yeah. Did you did you go? Did you go yeah. to their wedding? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it. This has happened numerous times. Anything you can think of can happen. Um, I love to get. The audience to sing and I, I kind of have an eye for my ear of knowing who can who can do it and you can kind of tell you know you guys you see performers you can see sparkle in their eyes and you can uh, have to tell this story this made me think of that sparkle in the eye uh, a gentleman was with his girl uh, his daughter not a who's your daddy kind of thing and and uh, <laughs> I'm playing and she's I look at she's beautiful this girl is a very young girl maybe 16 she's beautiful and I said would you would you like to sing? And she just get up like that. And I brought her up and dad looks at me and <laughs> shakes his head like this. I don't know what to think. So like you so shouldn't I, have done that type of. So I start doing a Whitney Houston tune. It happened to be the same as the other one. I, I believe <laughs> the children of you. But as she's playing, she's 
completely tone deaf. And she's oh. like, and I'm trying to follow her and I am sinking at the piano. And I cut the song short because I said, this, this is a very difficult song anyway, but she's, she's so beautiful, this gal, and wanting it so bad. And I just encouraged her and played and tried to follow, you know, graduated following where she was going. It was uh -huh. really something real challenge and uh, at the end it got to the end and we all applauded and I just looked over at dad <laughs> tears come out of my eyes because the last thing I want to do is offend anybody you know even even if it's somebody that's asking for it I I, I, I bite my tongue because I, I'm not there to do that and I don't I don't have the head for that I'm there to entertain people and, and bring out a, a positive spirit for everybody so that's a, and and uh that made me think of that as endearing stories. And the other direction, this woman's maybe 95 years old and she's elegant. She's just elegant. And I walk in, I, have, I wear a wireless mic, a headset, have been for, for a long time, so I can go out in the audience. And I bring a wireless mic with me and I sat down and I said, and I just gave it to her. I didn't even ask. And I just handed her the mic and she kind of looked at me and I went back to the piano and, and I did something. I'll be loving you always, something from way, way back. And how comes this voice, you know, like you're watching the voice or something and this voice comes out. Uh -huh. oh, wow. And it, those kinds of stories when I get people and afterwards she came up and I get so many hugs and kisses every night. That's probably my favorite part of the gig is really being able to get intimate, intimate touching people in, in a way that music, you know, touches people in such deep ways. So there's lots of laughter, there's lots of tears. This was a tearjerker, this one. She came up, she says, I haven't sung in 30 years. Oh, wow. She, wow. Says, she, used, to, she used to be a rockette. Oh, oh wow. wow. So these, these stories happen very, very often and they happen because I, again, the audience is my show. I, I, I'm just a ringmaster. <laughs> Now that you, you mentioned that she was a rockette, do you have her uh, have any uh, celebrities uh, come in and sit in? And well, as an entertainer, the best part of my gig is to to feel like I am the entertainer's entertainer. Because as you know, when the guest entertainers come on, they do their show one or two nights a week, and that's it. And they're on the ship going right now. What do I do? They all frequent the piano bar, so I dear friends with Jim Neighbors and El Martino and, and all the Charo and all, all the people from basically everybody. I got to meet everybody and it was much better than working in Vegas or working anywhere else. Being on a cruise ship is the, the greatest place in the world to perform because everybody in the whole world from all around the world comes to you and the stars included when Royal Caribbean initiated the star program back in the 90s. And, and uh, yes, I have many, I have lifelong friends and many of my dear friends have since passed. And not only you just meet them, hello, how are you? But now I'm actually accompanying people and I'm, so I'm writing, yeah, I'm writing my auto obituary. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, auto obituary. Yeah, it's, it's forthcoming and it will have uh, lots of stories, but uh, there've been over a couple hundred entertainers that that I've named just to, because they all touch me. And I pick up in one of my dearest friends, Hal Frazier, who is still with us, yeah. is a very close friend. And uh, we're in touch. The people that we meet, as you all know, you become brethren spirits forever. 
Friend, we'd love we to have, uh, we need to reach out to Hal and uh, have him on here. He we just, did, our last guest, we just talked about Hal Frazier. He yeah. just mentioned, we just talked about him on the last podcast. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a been legend. Around he's a Royal Caribbean legend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was on ships when we were in grade school. And he yeah. was, he was always so pleasant and such a nice guy. Again, the Pursers didn't interact a lot with, with those, but of, of most of those type of entertainers, Hal Frazier was one that I actually would sit down and talk to you and, you know, just chit chat. And he'd be the nicest guy. And I remember him like very well, just sweet, you know, sweet, just talk sweet. to you. Yeah. Super and nice I'll, guy. Since you were around on the back, I'll just throw a couple Harry B. Who? This goes back, but Harry B. He's the uh, little, little man him. with the harmonica. Um, Harry B. Yeah. I mean, I could throw a bunch of names just because these were the legendary cruise ship entertainers. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, there were the guys that just came, that were always on when I, you know, when I was at Alan and Shane. Alan and Shane, yeah. Yeah, Alan and Shane were around forever. Yeah, yeah. And so all these, and the gauchos, you know, in the days of the production. Of course, you guys were involved with all the production shows. So, you know, and so many, so many, so many stories. That's why I'm writing, because now, since March, I was on the independence and I was very fortunate that I live in South Florida when I heard, when we all got the news that, okay, in two days time on Monday, March 16th, there's Everybody not going to be any more guests. And I, I still had a contract. I still had a few weeks on my contract. And I went to HR and I said, you don't really need me here. I said, no, I'd be happy to let you go. I said, I live here. I can just walk off and go home. I don't have to fly. I don't have to anything like that. Right. They said, please, you're doing us a favor. I said, thank you. And I was fortunate. Because anybody who was on, as you know, everybody was quarantined. They didn't, nobody let anybody off in the States. They closed, they closed shop everywhere and people were stuck on the ship for months yeah. at a time. So, so now, are you, are you planning on going back when, when, when they start cruising again? Are you going back? I'm, I'm considering myself on a radical sabbatical right now, mm -hmm. meaning I'm, so... I guess I'm temporarily retired and then uh, when I get the call, hopefully at some point. Uh, hey, he's come out of retirement. <laughs> it might be a retire, come out of retirement party. I don't, I, first of all, I've always told everyone that I, I'm never going to retire because when I retire, I'm not going to be here anymore. That's when I'm going to retire. There's too much in life to live and to sit around and, and do nothing but watch TV and do nothing. I have to be doing something creative and productive mm -hmm. all the time. As long as I have, I'm blessed to have the life force to do that, that's where I put my energy. So actually there is no retirement. When I say radical sabbatical from retirement as, as a temporary retirement, that just means uh, that retirement really doesn't exist in my vocabulary. So just curious, during this time off, have, do you write your own songs, any of your own songs? I am a composer and I am an avid uh, writer as well. Uh -huh. uh, I haven't published, published very little because I'm really going to just just launch it all I think at one time and that's why I call it the auto obituary basically do, it's a do you write any song do you write any songs for podcasts I have <laughs> you have I, actually I've, I've come I composed some diddlies really but, we're looking because but I'm, we need I'm we writing. need a theme song we need a theme song for free by the way I'll just throw that in there <laughs> that's right everything I'm doing everything I'm doing these days is for free anyway right. <laughs> yeah and it seems like actually to to be paid for doing something that you love to do is the ultimate blessing. And that has been my ultimate blessing throughout my life. 
and I've, I, I have not said it's been about the money because fortunately I haven't been had to say that because I've been able to, to sustain myself in this kind of life. But of course, the sacrifice, if you will, as, as we know, you leave behind. You don't have a normal life. Living on a ship is right. not a normal no. life. Mm-hmm. And to have a home life and be able to get in your car or get in your kitchen. Now, I, I spend three, four hours a day in the kitchen. I, I wow. love culinary ex- exploits. I love it. And uh, <laughs> I love anything sensational. Now so, let me let me ask you this. So so you when you're when we're talking about you um uh you're writing your music and composing and stuff now, when when was it that you learned um to uh read music? Because you said earlier you played by ear. I took lessons when I was seven years old and I got to the third grade book and I quit. Uh-huh. Because I got I got tired of reading the, the you know, playing basic and it wasn't classical. I played a couple of little classical pieces, but it wasn't my destiny to go in that direction. My ears were on Yes and Jethro Tull and you know, Beatles and you know, progressive rock and then Chick Corea, every genre of music, really. Um, whatever I listen to, I'm like a sponge, so I just absorb it and then incorporate it into styles of, of music. And you can take any song and play it in any, any style. Right. You, know, you can rock out New York, New York instead of swinging it, or you can swing a rock tune or to make a waltz out of something that's that's a, a wonderful challenge as a, as a musician to do to you know my uh, um uh let's see we have a couple more minutes uh left uh my uncle my great uncle was actually a a, pian- a concert pianist um when i was younger and he was a big movie star back in the 50s lauren tyndall and um he w- uh, did the same thing he didn't know how to read sheet music he didn't know how to read any musical notes or anything he played everything by ear and learned everything by the old you know upright grand you know that's you know, was a 150 year old piano. Only when his piano, you know, uh, started taking off, he went to Columbia only to learn how to read sheet, uh, sheet music. But uh, he well, went quite far of, in into that, you know, piano piano playing. You know that a lot of a lot of the great composers don't read. What type of music are you writing? So what type of songs are they? Are they just all over the map, or is there a, there, a lane that you like? They're they're kind of all over the place. It's it's kind of a um, Tommy meets uh-huh. Phantom meets <laughs> Les Mis and Jekyll and Hyde. You know, it's it's rom- it's very romantic. My music is very romantic, and it's very rocky too because progressive yeah. rock. So it's a it's a, a melding of mostly my heart is in in the classics, the beautiful love songs, the Gershwins and the Cold Porters. Yeah. The tunes were lyrics were really lyrics. And, right. You know, I would love to, I, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing this someday, hopefully not in the too distant future. Well, that's why I call it an, obit, an auto-obituary. I mean, I, I got to finish it before I check out. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a combination of the both, so... Well, that'll be exciting yeah. to uh, to hear when that comes out. Hey, uh, Dave, uh, we've got to wrap it up here. We've got to do a, a short break before our next guest that comes on. Man, it's it's been so great talking to you and seeing you again and hearing things and your stories. It was just uh, so excited to have you on. Well, thank you so very much. And it was great to see you guys again. I recognize your yeah. faces. Yeah. Maybe we'll see you on a cruise one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just real quick. I think we should have you uh, premiere some of your songs on here too. That would be so fun. Well, well, actually, in that spirit, I'm just going to put you on the spot while we close out. First of all, bye. We'll see you. It was great to have you. 
But um, can you play us out some maybe Piano Man or something? <laughs> he rolls back. He knew that was coming. Well, the, well the th- I had to pull back because I had a feeling. But the thing is, I don't really know Piano Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a click track. Sing us a song. You know, I can't. I'm not singing at all. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling you weren't going to go there. Oh no. I, I have not. I haven't even had enough wine yet to do this. Oh no, no! Even with wine, you do not want to hear me sing. Or I'd like. I said, yeah, no. Oh, thank you so much. All right, thank yeah, you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Everybody so wave. Much. Everybody wave. <laughs> Bye, Bye, Dave. We'll, <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye. That was cool. I really that like was him. Awesome. You know, I I was trying to imagine what he looked like because it's been a long time, but as soon as he came back on, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. Um, and uh, yeah, great guy. Really he almost looks that. the same, this curly hair. He's, he's always been like that and entertaining on or off the piano. No, that was, that was really good. That was entertaining. I, I really like his outlook about entertaining. And, you know, I, I, you know my, as I've mentioned before, my brother's a dancer, and I know a lot of entertainers here or there that have done this or that. And I've rarely run across somebody who seems to enjoy it as much as he does, where it's not a chore, it's not a job, it's just like, I'm just gonna, I'm out having fun. And that's, and it, you know, it, it's, it's refreshing to see uh, people like that. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage